This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Presented by Wingstop. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Okay, did we get? Did we call Adam? Yep. Play the music. All right, one second here. We're gonna play. Turn off the other music. Here we go. What a week! But back by popular demand, and because that's my brother, Big Adam. Character live. Adam, what's up, big fella? Not too much. How you doing? Man, I'm great, man. A lot of great football being played yesterday, and Lord will I have a grandson in the next couple of days. It's it's a great day in the Jackson household. Well, congrats, man. Yes, sir. Now, first of all, let's open up with. Matt Rule's, to me, doing a great job of going to all the recruits and getting inside their house. I love that. How how good of a job have you thought he's done thus far in recruiting? I mean, starting with the state of Nebraska especially, I love that he's, he's clearly making that a priority. That was something that had always befuddled me in the past, that we hadn't done that as much. Um, you know, for me, no matter what state you're in, if you want to win, you got to win your in-state recruiting. And we're lucky that we really don't have to compete with anyone else in the state, so it should be even easier for us. The challenge is the lack of wins lately and it makes it less appealing. But you start winning, you start winning that in-state recruiting battle, that's where it starts. You know, if, uh, if I was in Florida, I'd say the same thing. Obviously, there's more challenges down there. So I've been very happy to see that. You know, you hear some of the Lincoln – uh, high school coaches talk about, hey, we haven't had a Nebraska coach walk in these doors since 2011, and some of the Omaha coaches saying the same thing. So uh, that's something that makes me happy. Mm. Uh, you have the hiring of Deion Sanders at Colorado, in which we have to go to Colorado. What's your thoughts on Deion Sanders getting hired and that game up in Boulder, their first home opener? So, you know, I'm the guy that did the video on on Dion potentially coming here. So uh, I think it's interesting because I think we got the coach we needed here, especially after learning more and more about Matt Rule the past 10 days or so. Okay, you look at Colorado's situation. They had complete apathy. They had, I know some of the boosters there, and there's a lot of, political things that go into Boulder and the, the university there because of some of the politics, they were having even more issues. They were talking about 
you know, potentially, I don't want to say pulling Colorado football, but it was becoming less and less important to the people in charge there. Then you talk about the academic challenges they have. Like, they don't have certain majors that a lot of guys want to do. Um, and uh, the president of the chancellor, I forget who it was, came out and flat out said, yeah, that's not going to change. And so that creates challenges recruiting-wise. Well, who out there is going to instantly make whatever school hires him that football program more exciting again? It's going to be Deion Sanders. And who is the one guy out there that, hey, if that guy's at that school, we'll figure out the academics, but I want to go play for that guy despite the academic challenges. It's Deion Sanders. Now, is he unequivocally going to work out there? I don't know. But at this moment in time, when you look at what we needed, we needed someone who was going to develop people, get back to developing the line of scrimmage, smash mouth physical football, prioritizing state recruiting. That's Matt Rule. You look at what Colorado needs, that is specifically what they needed, and I think he's, he's a good fit for where they're at right now, and hopefully he can get them going. As far as the game, man, you got Matt Rule at Nebraska, you, you got Deion Sanders at Colorado, you got the rivalry. It's, it's going to be an electric atmosphere, and I hope to see a whole lot of red there, much to the chagrin of those Colorado folks. Well, that, that being said, they are already saying, Colorado people, let's not sell tickets to Nebraska. Let's black it out. They're already talking about it. I mean, they skip right over TCU, the fact that they're, they're home. They got to go to TCU to open and went straight to the home opener with Nebraska. Do you think he understands the rivalry that was there? I think to a certain degree, uh, they for sure do. Um, I mean, they know Big Red, Big Red Nation is coming. They know Husker Nation is coming, and it's embarrassing when you're when you're ho- having a home game versus Nebraska. And there's more red in the fans than your own home colors. I'll I'll still never forget. Was it uh, 2000 Notre Dame? Whatever year it was. Oh, one Notre Dame, I forget what year, where there was more Nebraska fans in the stands at South Bend than there was Notre Dame fans. There's more red. Um, and that's a picture that's still kind of iconic. So that, that's kind of an embarrassment That's a, that they want to avoid. And that's a football program that apathy has absolutely set in at this moment in time. And so they're trying to avoid that, you know, especially when you got Husker Nation coming. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm excited about both programs. I think, again, the fact that we're starting to hear about those guys getting into the school systems and um, energizing these programs by their presence, because anytime you're in high school and a college coach shows up, bro, that news travels throughout the entire school. The entire school is energized by that. So that positive energy from both ways. I'm excited because it's just going to be, the, to me, the game of the century. I, I, because both programs have been down. you got two up-and-coming young coaches. And I'm telling you, I guarantee you, that's, I guarantee you it's a sellout. That's a guarantee. You know, you being oh, right yeah. there in, in, in Colorado, uh, what's the talk? Uh, I mean, it's a lot of what we talked about. I mean, it's going to be an electric atmosphere, like you mentioned. Plus, you got the Nebraska-Colorado rivalry. Plus, the disdain the Colorado people still have for the Nebraska football program. I remember, for years, years, you couldn't even wear red in their football building. Like that's how big of a deal that McCartney, Bill McCartney, back in the day, wanted to make the Nebraska game. So, yeah, I'm with you. It'll be a it'll be a fun game to watch for sure. Oh, it's funny though. 
uh, you talk about a coach going to a school and that news travels fast and that energizes the school. Dude, I was in middle school and the high school coach came and talked to us. And I still remember that meeting to this day. And that was the high school coach coming to middle school. I mean, how much of an impact does it have when the Nebraska coach walks into a high school to talk to them? It's got to be, you know, probably 10 times more than that. Yeah, oh, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Tom says this, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Another newsflash, the majority of Colorado residents don't give a rip about CU football. Yeah? Well, uh, well, yeah, I mean, there's several things that go into that. You, you got CSU fans, Colorado State. You got Air Force fans. Um, heck, you got UNC, University of Northern Colorado. They made the uh, volleyball tournament. I don't know if they're still alive or not. Uh, but that, they got a decent following there in Greeley, Colorado. So there, there's a few more teams to compete with. Plus, I mean, you know, Colorado's a great state, but they got they got skiing. They got mountains. They got all these other things that, they're distracted by, and then you keep into account, you know, when Colorado football doesn't do well, they're still not going to sell out that stadium for, what is it, four or 500 times in a row like we did, or like we have. I think it's almost going to be 400 here pretty soon. And, you know, it's, like I said, it's a little bit more apathetic around there. Now that Dion's back, I know some Colorado alums, and they are, they're pretty pumped up now, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Well, did you hear the when he went and spoke to the team the first time? I watched it. Okay. What was your thoughts on that? You know, it was interesting. Um, I watched it, and first of all, the dude's a great motivator. Um, when I did the video on Dion, you know, and would he work at Nebraska, up until I started watching some of his team meetings at Jackson State, I would have never really taken that sitter. Seriously, I would have just saw it as, hey, let's win the press conference. Let's get people excited, but who knows? And then I started paying attention to some of the clips on YouTube, how he talks to the team, how he talks to them during games, halftime, because they put it all out there. I don't know how you feel about that, but I'm like, man, I love what this dude says. He's old school in his approach, and I love that. Um, And he's the type of guy that when he speaks, people listen because he's got the cachet to back it up too. So he's not just some some hard-ass for the sake of being a hard ass, he's Deion Sanders and he's this way. And so that's what prompted me to be a lot more interested. Obviously he can recruit, been around a lot, a lot of football in his life, no doubt about that. So I'm watching him talk to the team. And I thought three things. I thought number one, he's incredibly motivational. I thought number two, um, he's trying to get some of these guys to leave and he's made, he made it very well known. You know, the more they do leave, the more room you create. Um, and anybody who stays, he wants to make sure they stay there. Uh, number three, there was a lot of I. I'm coming. And I was like, a lot of, a lot of I and a lot of me. And I was like, man, uh, football is a team sport. And that's where I come back to number two. You know, was he just trying to, hey, I want you out of here. If there's a glimmer of doubt, you don't want to be here. And if you're going to stay, you really, really want to be here. Um, I just... The third thing I took away was, man, there was a lot of me and I, and it was like, it's got to be about the team. But again, I don't know, that purpose of that meeting might have been a little different than his typical team meeting, because I haven't really heard him talk like that before. It may have been more like when Callahan got to Nebraska, and he wanted the walk-on program gone. He wanted the walk-ons to quit. He flat out said it in the meeting, I want you all to quit. So he put us through two weeks of hell, and about 40 of them quit. So maybe that's what he was trying to accomplish more so than anything in that meeting. I don't know. He's probably setting a tone, too, like, when I come back from Jackson State, 
y'all better be ready for this because I'm coming. So it'll be interesting to see how things go down the road. Yeah, that's kind of how I took it. I, I, I didn't necessarily – I think, you know, obviously Colorado has fallen, right? And when you look at the state of their football program, you got to have somebody that come in and basically lay the law down. I would imagine Matt Rule laid the law down in that locker room as well. The only difference is we get to see Dion, but I would imagine Rule went in there and said, hey, you either with me or you're not. If you're with me, let's go. Let's just build. Let's get ready to work. If you're not, get in the transfer portal. I'd rather have you in there because of just that. It opens the door for more players that, you know, and I, I just think at the end of the day, you, you got to raise the bar in their thought processes. If they're thinking mediocre, that's not Deion Sanders. It's just not who he is. And if, if Deion Sanders is going to Colorado to fail, I'm telling you, that's that's not who he is. You know, he might struggle this first year. I don't know. With the transfer portal, with having a quarterback that he already trusts, and he's already made it very, very clear. His son is his quarterback. And there's 10 other guys coming. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I got two questions for you, okay? Um, when he said, when he talked about where Shadur, he goes, that's your quarterback over there. Uh, what did you think of that? To me, I was like, hmm. Uh, I would have rather have heard, that's the guy who's coming to compete to be your quarterback rather than that's your quarterback. And he did follow it up with the obligatory, he's got to earn it. I honestly did not think that came across well, uh, that particular part. Um, and then what do you think about, like, because no other college does this. And I see pluses and minuses. Like his halftime speeches, his pregame speeches, the meeting at Colorado, being put out on YouTube for everyone to see. It's going to create eyes. It's going to create buzz. It's going to help with recruiting. It's going to help with a lot of things. But is there a little bit of, uh, like, if you're a player in that room, like, hey, is this a little bit of a publicity stunt just to get attention? Like, I got, I want to get your thoughts on both those things because I'm kind of curious. Okay, so hit me with the first one first again. The, the asking where's Shadur, his son, and then him going, that's your quarterback right there. Okay. As opposed right. to saying, that's the guy who's going to compete to be your quarterback right there. Uh, I mean – you got to know if if I'm going in and I know my son is is one of the best college quarterbacks I feel like in my eyes or he's better than what I've got in the locker room then I mean you might as well get it he's going to be a leader on the football team is basically what he was saying that's your quarterback over there now if he loses it I believe he's going to have to lose it in the, on the field but going in the door it is what it is don't you think he should be honest 
I think the I think everyone should have to earn their spot. And I think that should be the approach. And I think the honest approach is, hey, son, you're coming with me. I want you to be my quarterback, but you got to earn it. And I think when you say that's your quarterback day one, uh, that part absolutely did not come across great to me. Um, that that was probably the one thing I was like, hey, I would have done that a little bit different. The rest of everything else I, I get, I understand to a certain degree, uh, you know, burn it down to build it back up with the, with them talking, the meeting and all that. Um, even the YouTube videos, I'm like, hey, man, Dion's different. He's going to be able to do different things, get away with different things. He's going to get publicity. He's going to get these different things. And it's okay because he's Dion and he's kind of earned that right as long as he keeps winning, especially. You know, the thing with that's your quarterback, and he, he, he did follow it up with he's going to have to earn it, but it was very obligatory. Um, that's the one part I was like, yeah, that didn't come across great. But you got to keep in mind, dude. I got I got six kids and five in youth sports, and I see daddy ball all the time, and it's it's bad, and mommy ball all the time, it's bad. And Iowa, they're doing it right now with baby parents. That guy shouldn't still be their offensive coordinator. I ain't complaining as a Nebraska guy, but as an Iowa fan, I'm going nuts. You can't tell me if his daddy's not the head coach, he wouldn't be fired. So, anyways, those are just my thoughts. No, I I'm 100 percent with you on that one. I'm just saying, I don't know if you looked at Jackson State. You know, the question would be, was it daddy ball at Jackson State? Oh, no. His son was the best player. I'm just saying coming in the door saying that out, out the gate is, all, is my point at Colorado. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I think at some point you got to get control of your team. And if, if your son just happened to be the best quarterback and you know he's coming with you, you know, that's your guy. That's your guy. That's your mouthpiece. That's your – your coach inside the locker room, I would say, if, I, if I'm looking through Dion's lenses and if I have a son that I feel like is the best quarterback, I mean, they talked about this kid being up for a Heisman, didn't they? Oh, he's a heck of a player. I think my only issue is they haven't even taken a rep of practice yet. Like, you don't even know who your next – you might get a couple of guys through the transfer portal. I mean, our top two quarterbacks this year on the depth chart were transfer portal guys. You know, so they may not even be in that locker room yet to compete with. So that's all I'm saying. Like, how do you know that already um, without ever having taken a rep in practice and you don't even know what your quarterback room looks like just yet? That's all I'm saying. Uh, I mean, you know what your quarterback room looks like because they played the game. They're already playing. They played this whole season. I'm just saying if they get some transfers. Like we got Casey and we got Chubba and they ended up being one and two on the depth chart. Should have been Logan too, but that's another topic. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's all I'm saying. No, I got you. And then the second question was putting a lot of the the, the team meetings and halftime speeches and pregame speeches out on YouTube. You don't see that very often or elsewhere very much, but that's kind of a thing that Dion does. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I, you know, the coaching me likes to say keep it in the locker room. Um, the CEO in me says, hmm, okay, this has got to be for publicity because if somebody like myself, who is who was a football fan and never heard Dion speak before, and then I heard him at halftime, I've been in locker room with halftime speeches, and it was something that motivated me that he said, and I was like, oh, wow. You know what I mean? It's going to hype people up to be a part, which you need. You got to have – I mean, there's a reason why – we we broke the news that Matt Rule was the coach on Saturday instead of waiting until Sunday, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, so hype for me, I mean, they got to do it one way or the other. They got to get people um, wanting to to be a part of, you know, Colorado football. If I got texters that saying, you know, you got fans out there that don't care about Colorado football, then Deion's out there in the cold. And he's got to do something to put some seats in the in, in the in the in the stands to be able to pay his salary. If he's a CEO, he understands that what makes Colorado football go one is winning games. Two is the fans. Without them, you got nothing. And so, again, if that it, it, I, I'm going through his because I I liked a lot of points. Did the did the quarterback thing kind of mess with me a little bit? Eh, probably not. Just because if I was going in, my son happened to be on a 12-0 and football team and playing for the championship. Um, I like to think that Dion and his expertise in all the football that he's been around would have looked at the Colorado players, everything that he's got in the, in, in the system, and said, well, is my son better than all those guys? And if he's substantially better, obviously he thinks he is, then he is my quarterback. That's just kind of how I look at it. I got you. When it comes to the YouTube thing, I think the fact that he's Deion Sanders and he's prime time, uh, I think that just kind of adds to it. Um, I'm not sure that everyone could get away with that that same thing. But like I kind of mentioned before, you know, when he's coming down on players, it comes across differently. Like when he's coming down hard on them and he's holding them accountable, that's going to come across differently from Deion Sanders because of his cachet that he's earned than maybe someone else or a different coach. So I think when things are put out on YouTube, you know, Dion being Dion, I think it's perceived differently. And I think it's a positive thing. And I think he's, he's earned that right, especially if he's able to get Colorado going in the right direction and winning. Now, you know, it may take him a year or two, but if they're talking three years from now and they're still sitting there at like four and eight, three and nine, and they're putting out videos, it's going to be perceived a whole lot differently then. Oh, he'd be fired. I, I don't think Deion could go have three losing seasons and make it. I, I just I can't fathom him being able to overcome three losing seasons at Colorado. You know, with make just like you said, we're making all this fanfare and all of this ruckus and showing it on YouTube and making it live. You better win. And I give you five million reasons why Deion Sanders better win. You know, he's got to set himself up for when UCLA and USC leave the back Pac-12. He, they should be destroying the Pac-12 at that point. So, uh, last question for you, big fella, before I let you go. Who wins the game? Hold on, which game are we talking about? Colorado-Nebraska. Oh, man. Um, I mean, my gut does not initially say Colorado. I know that. Uh, it's not like my gut initially was like leaping for Nebraska, but I feel like our football program is in a much better spot, which is weird to say, uh, than Colorado because Colorado, it's, it's, it's really bad right now. Um, and Matt Rule has done this before. He has built the program back up two different times. Uh, you know, I know what Dion did at Jackson State, but it's, it's different. There's gonna, probably going to be, I mean, ask Scott Frost, it's going to be a little bit different at a Power 5 conference. I know it's not the Big Ten or SEC. So I don't doubt that Dion can do it. I don't doubt that he, with the transfer portal, guys he can bring in can do it relatively quickly. But game two of year one for both these coaches, uh, especially knowing some of the talent we do have on our roster, our roster is definitely more talented than them right now. We'll see what happens with the transfer portal. 
So, yeah, I'm absolutely going to go with Nebraska at this point in time. What about you? Uh, I don't predict games anymore. I just want us to go out and play mistake-free football, fly around like we used to, tackle the ball, 11 hats to the ball, um, guys blocking downfield. I like to see great pad level. Uh, I just want to see the fundamentals of football come back to Nebraska because that's what we were built on, the fundamentals. I don't really care about wins and losses right now. I think if this is a rebuilding year, you've got to get your foundation right. We got to do a great job at recruiting. We got to do a great job in the portal. We can't get caught guys that are only going to be one or two hit wonders if we're going to get them out of the portal unless they are going to be superstars. If not, you might as well build on the guys that you have in the locker room. Because if 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 you go get you keep getting going to get those guys, um, I think that those are the guys that can destroy the locker room because they're coming from different philosophies when they only have one year to go or, or, or one and a half years. And the fact that a guy that's a starter, which very seldom happens unless it's a quarterback would leave an institution is I, I can't see it happening. And so I just think uh, I want to just see us go out there and, and play lights out football. Um, I don't even want to predict it. I, I stopped doing win, that. I stopped doing it, Adam. I'm going with Col- – hey, look, I'm not going to go with Colorado. They beat us the last two times we played them with Mel Tucker. So, Was, was that was that you that was laughing a second ago, Terrell? Yeah. I was wondering who's laughing in the background. Hey, Terrell, <laughs> how is he going to ask me to predict a game, but he won't predict it? <laughs> yeah, What's up that's, with that? <laughs> that's the captain. He, he does it a little different. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bach, what say you? Um, Colorado, Nebraska. I, it's it's just impossible to predict. We don't know what the teams look like. But if I had to pick today, I'd go Colorado because Nebraska hasn't beaten their rivals in a long time. They beat Iowa, I guess, I suppose. But yeah, I'm beaten down as an Oscar fan. I'm sorry. Black shirt, you taking Nebraska? Uh, Just because we still have Anthony Grant. But if something changes, then I have to go. I don't know. Just give me the end of December. I'll let you know. (laughs) Nah, you got to go right now. Adam, man, I appreciate it. Any any parting thoughts before you go? So, I get asked to make a prediction. One guy won't do it. The other guy wants till the end of December. And the other guy picks Colorado. (laughs) I'm the only Nebraska guy on this call right now. I'm going big red. Let's go. Hey, listen. Hey, I'm just telling you right now. I am not jumping out there in them deep waters until I see what the product's going to be. I, I, I just, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I said I wasn't going to, I didn't do it last year uh, or this past season. I'm not going to do it this season. Again, I think um, I want to see who we are. I want to see a fullback in. I want to see us flying around. I want to see us doing things the Nebraska way. And then I'll give you my prediction. But I, I next, this year is just for me, let's build, baby. I'm going big red all the way, of course. I mean, I'm always, I will never, ever, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what type of dogs we are. Pick another team against Nebraska. Go Georgia Bulldogs. It doesn't matter. I just won't do it. It's just me. I roll with my team. Whether we get beat up, I'm going to get beat up with them. Go UGA. Adam? You there, Adam? Thanks for having me. That's all I got, man. I appreciate it. Hey, don't forget to throw them bones. Always throw the bones. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's Adam Carricker, as always, on Monday, giving it to us rough, rugged, and raw. Adam Carricker live. Check for him next week. But we're going to throw it to 
the black shirt to throw it to break to throw it to bop <laughs> all righty there this is the ticket 93.7 i'm with Buck. and i got the captain on on the stream with us we'll be right back Thank you.